Welcome to the Life is Good podcast, where we explore the transformative power of healing, delve into real stories of resilience, and uncover the wisdom that lies within all of us. Each episode is a journey towards a life that is truly good, and I am honored to have you with me on this path to self-discovery and growth. I welcome you, and I thank you. I am here today with someone who I'm so excited to introduce to you all. I have met her just over two years ago, somewhere in Mexico, and she has soon after become one of the special members of my personal healing team, who are the people that are helping me on my own healing journey. And I am just grateful and excited to sit with her as we get to talk a bit about her own healing journey, her own awakening, and lastly but not the least, about how did she come to do what she does best in this life, which is data healing. And without any further ado, hi, Paula, how are you? Hi, okay, say, my name is Paola. I work as a healer. Um, since I was 15 years old, um, we met in Mexico, yeah, Puerto Escondido. <laughs> yes, Puerto Escondido, what a place. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been working with Gabe. Since, uh-huh. Since a while ago. But before we get into that, in which we will, I, um, I'm a bit curious on uh, telling us about, a bit about, uh, you know, yourself, maybe your life, and then how did this spiritual healing journey started for you? About myself, what can I tell you about myself? Whatever you feel like. Um, <laughs> How was your childhood, for example? My childhood? Yes. Traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you got into healing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, good stuff, bad stuff, mostly bad stuff. So that's why mm. I got into a healing situation, you know, like I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, depression all my life. As a kid? Mm-hmm. Wow. Since I was a kid. Yeah. And then I got to meet these beautiful tools to heal myself. So yeah, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And at what age did you get to meet these beautiful tools? I was 15 years old. 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's yeah. super early for, for a human being, for a child to, to deal with all of that and then to open up to a whole new world. So, how would you, I don't know, how would you describe it? first, maybe first moment or first uh, time you had, uh, um, you met the new, this new world, what did, what did that do to you? How, like? What I mean, like, um, you know, you were going through your hard, difficult stuff in the childhood, as you were saying, and then you got a chance to meet these new beautiful tools that helped you get out of it. Um, was it like, did it come with a bang 
was it more like a gradual linear kind of progression or how how did that impact you like honestly um I was always interested in this stuff, you know, like when I was a child. Yeah. I used to sleep with the light on because I was so scared of ghosts and shit like that, you know, like. Yeah. You still do. Exactly. <laughs> I see these, like when I was a child, I used to see this huge shadow of light and I didn't know what was that you know and I was really really scared yeah and then that's where I started to believe there was something more you know and I grew up with this feeling that there was something more that nobody was telling us you know the truth Um, we didn't learn about that in school or from our parents mm -hmm. right yeah yeah and then one time I was talking about this stuff, you know, ghosts and like fairies and I don't know, like <laughs> I've always been into these kind of situations. And um I was talking about that with a friend and he told me about this healing technique that his dad was into and that there they explain all of this, you know, like um, spiritual stuff and ghosts and mm-hmm. auras and. They introduce you to the new uh, world. Exactly. Yeah. And I was amazed when I heard that, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to book mm-hmm. my first session." Wow. And I had my first theta session, and I was amazed again, <laughs> way more amazed. It felt like home, you know, because yeah. nobody could understand me. Not, like nowadays, I feel like it's popular. Like everyone is talking about it, but but back then, I had no one to talk. Yeah. With and um, who understand, you know, like who yeah. who who was into this as well, who were into this as well, and when I had my first theta session, I felt like I was. In home, you know? Yeah, you arrived home. Like someone could understand what was, what I was going through, and I couldn't understand that those shadows I saw back then were true, you know? Like right. they were real. Uh-huh. Yeah, wow. Exactly. Yeah, I totally resonate with that. I didn't have many experiences as a child, but I did have some. I did have some, uh, and of course, kind of like the general situation. Talking to an adult about them, they're just telling me that I'm, I don't know, I'm imagining stuff as a kid to go back to sleep or <laughs> or all of that, right? Even talking to to my friends, it was bit similar um similar story but i remember from a very young age i was always fascinated by this this world of uh, mm-hmm. the paranormal um exactly which i just call nowadays the normal except that society doesn't accept it <laughs> exactly. that's why it's called the paranormal 
because it could be the normal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you've met. Um, you you had the first introduction to, with Theta, and that kind of changed your your story. Then you it allowed you to go back home and to feel understood, I guess, and to feel like you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and to feel that um, did you at that point was it at that point that you felt like there's a, a path forward for you in with this with being a Theta practitioner healer? Yeah. Right away. Yes. Wow. Like I've been learning a lot since I started in Theta a lot. Not just Theta, you know, I've been looking here and there, but honestly. I love Theta Healing. It has explained me everything I need to, like, I resonate with it so much. Hmm. Can you give us a few, maybe a, slow, a short introduction to Theta, what Theta is? Okay. So, Theta Healing, <laughs> as the name says, um, we heal with the Theta Brainwave. The theta brain waves are in charge of the subconscious mind, your connection with the creator, universe, whatever you call God, and um, the meditation state, you know? So when you're in theta, you're meditating and you're in your subconscious mind and you're making this connection with the creator. I call it creator. And then... We make a, an intuitive reading. We do an, an intuitive reading where we see both sides, like positive and negative aspects. We see what we need to heal. And then we start with the healing with many yeah. <laughs> situations we have in theta. And then we... How can I say it? Like reprogram the subconscious mind, you know? Reprogram the subconscious mind. Yeah, we remove limits and then show different ways to achieve what you want, you know? Without those limits, it's like, it's beautiful. So you are helping someone break free of their own limitations, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And... Since it's, you know, since it's called Theta Healing and it has to do with the Theta waves that every person uh, achieves that state when they're going to sleep. Or is it, if I understand correctly, it's right before going to sleep, right? Theta That's, Healing is that state. Yeah. It's where you're about to sleep, but you're still conscious, you know? You're still conscious, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's also called the hypnagogic state. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so, I'm wondering then, could this be achieved by anyone, any person, without having uh, the need for a guide or a healer? What do you or, mean? or maybe the Reaching question is, how come not everyone gets to um, process their trauma, their limiting beliefs every time they go to sleep, for example, since it's such a natural state we all go through? 
You know what I mean? I mean, we all can do it for sure, but exactly, you just said it. We don't have that guide to know how to access to that, to those situations and how to deal with them. You know, how to heal them. We right. can access them for sure, but we don't know how to really access them, you know, like, mm, take care of those situations. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally understand that this is, you know, more or less connected with therapy, like, even in therapy, just traditional uh, psychotherapy, it's very important to have someone to help you integrate, to help you become aware of the limiting beliefs or the trauma or tears, triggers, whatever it is, and then be there as a, as a, as a guiding uh, person helping you walk the path and helping you integrate those. Um, but I think what I'm mostly curious about is just the process of becoming of, of getting into the theta waves and staying there for longer so you are as a you know just as a regular person without having any experience with theta healing just before they go to sleep they access that state naturally so my question is what stops someone from lingering there longer long enough to to see beyond the veil, you know, like the way you do. To, to get, just practice. Practice, because it's not easy. You have to practice a lot because sometimes you may be meditating and, um, how is it called? Like, um, I think it's alpha. Alpha waves. Alpha waves instead of theta waves. Right. Uh-huh. And then theta is that moment where you're about to sleep but you're still conscious and it's hard to not sleep, you know, and right. stay in there. So practice will get you there. And then the guidance from theta will show you how to heal those situations right. you're needing in that state, you know? That's why this is called theta healing, because we're healing with the theta brainwave. Uh -huh. Of course, of course, of course. Okay, okay. Thank you for that um, quick introduction. And thank you for answering my uh, my question. <laughs> practice. <laughs> it all practice. comes to practice. It's all coming down to practice. Okay. Um, I guess back to to you a bit. So you've been um, doing. Uh, you've been practicing theta uh, for a few years now, right? On as a as a healing tool with other people, helping other people, including myself, heal. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> um, we've done quite a few sessions and I know uh, uh, most of them were pretty eye-opening and deep and uh, quite a lot during some of them. And I can uh, tell it's very profound. Um, and the... Uh, yeah, life altering even. So with all of this going on in your life, like where where are you now, like on a day, uh, as a person as a in your own healing and spiritual journey? You know, I feel like I've passed um This is spiritual ego, you know what I mean? Because when you start with this, you feel like you know it all. Right. 
and you're this goddess and no one can tell you nothing because you know it all. <laughs> yeah. I'm not into that anymore. I just feel like I know, but I don't know. You know, like mm. there's a lot to learn to, to still learn. Like I feel you, you don't even stop learning when you die, you know, you keep learning yeah. after that. So. Yeah, this path never ends. That, that sounds both uh, fantastic, exhilarating, and also kind of sad. Like, what? I'm still learning after I'm dead. <laughs> Let me rest. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's learning, right? We're here. Evolving. Uh-huh. Evolve. Yeah. Exactly. Now, like, I feel mm, back then I was learning, 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 learning. Not really teaching, just learning, you know? Mm-hmm. Now I'm teaching, but I'm still learning, you know? Like, I feel like we always have to... I mean, we have to understand that we are learning, but always... No, no, no. We're, we can teach, but we are always learning, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are always learning. We will yeah. never stop learning. Once we stop learning, I feel like... That's when the ego kicks in. Exactly. That's when, like, just like you said, I felt like the goddess, which you are and you were, but I think there's a distinction between that and, you know, coming from a place of I'm the best or I'm at the top and there's nothing more to learn from me because I'm already, I already know everything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's like, you always be a student and sometimes a teacher. You know? You're always a student. Yeah, that's for sure. And then sometimes maybe you're a teacher. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. a student, sometimes a teacher. Mostly a student. Mostly you know? a student. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like sometimes the ego, the spiritual ego won't let you learn more. You know? Mm. What do you think is that? Because I think when we develop our intuitive abilities, our psychic abilities, we feel the power, you know? Yeah. And sometimes we let the power mm, take over our situation, you know? Mm. Like, oh, I'm so powerful, then if I can channel, then I can channel everything and no one can tell me nothing. And then, uh you know, like we close ourselves and then we forget. Get that we came here to learn, to keep right. learning too. Uh-huh. So it's almost as if when the ego kicks in and we, we are there at some sort of imaginary peak, imaginary top of the mountain, and the power makes itself known into our life, we have a choice to make. We are like, do we, do we choose the power over the materialistic world, I guess, or do we go further into learning and into being humble and into the unknown? Or do we stay here with the known? I think we have to learn how to create a balance. Yeah. You know, instead of going to just one stream, you know, like... It's not black and white. It's gray. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. 
you have to create your own balance because my balance won't be the same as your balance. You know, you right. have to uh -huh, create this balance between the spiritual world and then the material, material world. Yeah. And then, because, I mean, we're humans, we came here to experience this material reality, not just the spiritual. If we stay in the spiritual, we we will be ungrounded, um, not connecting to what we really came for, you know, like just, like if you, if we were meant to just experience the spiritual world, then we wouldn't be here as humans. Right. You know, so that's why we have to create this balance between the spiritual and the material so we can really experience this situation, you know, like... <laughs> this reality. Exactly. Like, I feel we need the spiritual to remember who we are and to have a guide to go into the material world, you know, to experience the hmm. material world. The spirit is... It's a guide. Uh -huh. It's a guide for us to navigate exactly. the material world. Almost like the, un the we're navigating the uncharted waters of the material world with a guide. It's mm -hmm. like our North Star. And the deeper the connection with that guide, with, with the spirit, the easier it will be for us to, to live life, to navigate the exactly. water, right? Exactly. I love that metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we forget. We just, yeah, we lose ourselves in the material world. Yeah. We don't have this guy from spirit, you yeah. know? Because that's who we really are, spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are spiritual beings that have a body, not, not a body that has a soul. We're spiritual beings experiencing the human world, yeah. human reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you mentioned balance before and this idea of um, the gray area between black and white. It's not black, it's not white, it's gray. Uh, I think you, you, you have a really good point there. Uh, balance has been a pretty difficult state to achieve in my life. Um, I still don't feel like I'm balanced enough <laughs> or that I've achieved it. Um, and yeah, do you, do you have any, any advice there actually? Honestly, just not comparing yourself. Like I told you, um, my balance will look like your balance, right. you know? So I feel like when we compare ourselves to others, we lose this balance, you know, because we think um, our balance needs to look like... Someone else. Uh -huh, exactly, exactly. So when we do that, we forget the whole situation. We, we lose our own path. We lose our own magic. Um, sparkle, you know, but right. we really came here to experience. So you just gotta trust the path to find your own balance and stop comparing yourself. Because if you, if you do so, you, you just won't get there, you know, because 
Mm-hmm. Because it's not meant it. for you. Exactly. It's meant for that other person which you're trying to copy. Exactly. It's <laughs> not meant for you. Exactly. It sounds so so simple. Ah, <laughs> uh, see. <laughs> no, see, yes. Yeah. Yes. I yes. I mean, the practice is a challenge, you know? Right. We have the guide, but the practice is a challenge. And how does practice look for you? For me, practice looks like having the opportunity to act different than how I used to, you know? Having the opportunity to change my old part. Like, practicing what I see in my meditations, what I change in theta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that, that's actually a very a, a good place to go a bit deeper, maybe because um, in the past days, this in the past days weeks, uh, this has come up for me, uh, and I kind of want to see it from your perspective as well. So, let's say you are going through a session or through a meditation or you know your own your own stuff. Uh, and you get awareness of an old limiting belief or pattern that is not serving you anymore. And you get to identify maybe even where it's coming from and why is it in your life and how it's serving and all of that. But since you, you've been doing it for decades now, let's say, uh, obviously it's not that easy to change. That's why usually people have the intellectual uh, awareness or knowledge about something, but the change is much harder. Um, so, yeah. So, see, let's say you have this awareness of a, a, a pattern you want to change. Yet, you find yourself in a situation, in a place where you simply fall back. Maybe you have, you make a step forward or two, but then you fall back a few. Um, why do you think that happens and how can we get out of that sort of rotting feeling like, like going back and forth yeah or just not being able to go forward because that thing is so embodied in you okay so patience a lot of patience a lot of letting go of control you know of how your journey has to look like because you may go back, like, I mean, this process, it's all about going back and forward, you know, back and forward, back and forward, back and forward, because yeah. you need to experience all parts to actually practice what you change in a session, meditation, blah, blah, yeah. blah, you know? Yeah. So, in order to practice, you have to go through that again and then change it, you know, through action. Mm-hmm. I think action, action, practice is what it says, sets the healing. Right. You know, like, but in this process, like, I mean, it's not linear, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's full of lows and ups and downs, uh-huh, that's what I mean, so, um, one, trust the process, two, let go of control, three, Keep healing, don't underestimate the healing. Don't, like, if you still feel like you have to, 
address some situation mm -hmm. um do it don't think that one healing will will um, will make the job for all yeah. uh -huh. and how do you how do you ensure that those situations are showing up for you so you can practice on them you know how do you create the perfect environment for those situations to show up so you can finally heal them. There is no perfect environment <laughs> coming from the mind. No, no, no. Let the universe put you in those situations. It will. Trust me, it will. I love it. You will see it. Uh-huh. Like... So ah. there's, there's nothing to do there for you. Just let the universe... And trust that the universe will 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 do it for you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And this is all about learning how to connect with your inner wisdom and connect with your yeah, with your inner wisdom. So you know if you still need to address some situations. You know because sometimes we may feel like we already healed some. Yeah. Stuff and then it comes back. Yeah, we feel in the mind that hey, I should, I'm, I, I've done it a hundred times. I should be healed, but it still comes back. Yeah. And uh huh. Yeah. That's why you have to let go of control. Yeah, for me this used to be and probably still is um, very frustrating and uh, kind of making me drop into that victim mentality of oh, why is this happening again? I thought I healed it. Yet it's still here, maybe from a different, subtly different angle, or slightly different situation, but the same pattern repeats. And uh, not only that the pattern happens, which creates some sort of discomfort or pain or, uh, you know, bad feelings, negative feelings, but then on top of it comes this other realization that it's still there, which adds to the, you know, bad feelings and uh, uncomfort. The thing is that there's always a root. Yeah. There's always a root. And in the process to get through that root, to that root, we will go back and forward, you know, and then, uh-huh, like, till we get to the root that we, that we'll heal everything. <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. Do you we think there is... back and forward, back and forward. And then I see, I see. So you're saying that there is one big kind of reason, the root cause of all our traumas and all our suffering. Uh, yeah, it's like an onion. Really. It's like an onion, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh, like an onion. You have to remove. Wow. And in your experience, since you've done this for quite a while now, what are some of the more um, common causes for, for this sort of trigger trauma suffering in people? You know, I'm not a fan of going general, mm -hmm. you know, because everyone has their own route, you know? Interesting. It's never general. Interesting. For me, it's never general. Like, that's why, okay, so, I mean, for me, when other techniques go general, for me, that's a guide to kind of understand what's going on. But what I like the most about Theta 
that we don't go general, we go into units as specific. We see the reason why you have this situation. Another technique may tell you, oh, this is because your dad did this to you or your mom, blah, 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 yeah. you know, or childhood. Sometimes it's not childhood, it's past life, right. you know? Sometimes <laughs> it's not something that happened in childhood, it's something that happened when you were a teenager, you know, yeah. uh -huh. depends. It's not general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. In my understanding, uh, I, in my own kind of healing journey, I kind of came to see most of our suffering, uh, therefore our triggers are based on uh, one kind of Let's say, let's call it the root fear, which is the fear of death. Would you agree with that? How? Well, for example, we as babies or as, as a toddler, small, ch small children, we are perceiving that our parents, maybe let's say our mom, my mom, we didn't give, this is actually a true story from one of our healing sessions. Uh, <laughs> I, when I was super young, four years old or something like that, I perceived that my mom didn't love me in that moment because she couldn't give me attention because she was tired just coming out from the second job and, you know, I needed her to hug me or to whatever. Uh, but she just maybe didn't notice me or didn't show up for me in that second when I needed it. And because of that, I perceived it as she doesn't love me anymore or, or she's not giving me the love at least. And of course, this isn't true. It's just perception of a four-year-old child who was depending on the love given from the parent in order to literally survive because in his little mind, if love isn't there, then food is not going to be there and then I'll probably shelter and then it's going to be left abandoned and will die because he cannot survive on his own. So that's what I'm saying. Like the, the absence of love kind of has a direct correspondence with the fear of death. Could be. Yeah. But. Honestly, the free of that, um, goes way further, you know? Hmm. Like, it could be something genetic as well, like, I don't know. It could be something ancestral as well, you know? It all depends how rooted hmm. it is in you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can totally see that. If you feel it deep, 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 deep down on you, it's because it, it is on many levels of yourself, not just one level. Not just in point, yeah. And but I could see a scenario where even uh, um, a karmic or ancestral trauma that's passed to us is still rooted in the fear of death that came from that ancestor. Mm -hmm. Right? Could you, would you agree with that? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We have four different belief levels. One is the fundamental. That's what we learn 
when we that's what we learn in this life you know like all those experiences that mm, how can I say this yeah all those experiences that came from this life this yeah. life as Gabriel as Paola yeah. and then the second level is the genetic level Okay, that's what we inherited. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. We live some your mom, your grandma, seven generations. The next level is the ancestral level, storied level. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is past lives. That's usually past lives. Ancestors. Uh huh. Right. And then the fourth level is the soul level. Ooh. The soul level. It's everything you are, you know. Mm -hmm. And like, where are those coming from? From everything that you are. Uh -huh. Like, for example, this is a class. And <laughs> the <Theta> class. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, so this Let's is based it. on Theta, okay? Yeah, yeah. So Most of the things we are talking here are based on Theta. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I'm all about Theta, so yeah. Um, okay, so if you have a belief in the fundamental level, but also in the genetic level, it means it is the soul level, you know? Hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? But if you just have it in, in a soul level, then it means this is coming from all parts of yourself, you know? So... All parts meaning all the other three levels? No, 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 no. Okay. It's, it's more like, okay, so your soul contains all the information, you know? And then your soul came here to learn, to ex through experiences. And then sometimes you need to learn something from a soul level because your soul is missing to learn that situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it may not be on that gen genetic level, mm -hmm. but it may be on a soul level. That means that your soul is missing to understand the situation. And it will sort of guide you or at times maybe even push you into ensuring that you're learning those lessons. And most of the times it's through making some mistakes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I can definitely <laughs> see that in my life. Like, I feel like I'm learning the most through making mistakes. <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> that's how it is. I mean, that's why this world is ruled by duality, you know? Like, we couldn't understand. We couldn't, we wouldn't be able to learn if we didn't have duality, you know? Yeah. Like the dark and the There would be no reason. Exactly, there would be no reason. It's just bliss, we would just float in, exactly. in bliss and love and light and and not really have a reason to say, okay, today I want to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I could just sit in my bed and watch cartoons all day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need both sides. But if there's this sort of reasoning, this this push, this maybe even fear sometimes that something 
is going to happen if you don't get up and go to school. Your mom is going to punish you, then you will go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, could be, but if you heal, <laughs> right. you learn that your motivation could be to meet your friends. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like that, yeah. You're doing it from love, not from fear. Exactly. Yeah, then that's the that's the journey. That's, that's why. But we don't have to fear. How can we meet the love? The so we need both. We need both. See, see. All right. Thank you, Paula, for this uh, amazing uh, introduction to Theta, to the class of Theta. Um, I'm curious. So we talked a bit about your past childhood and where you are now with things uh, in your own healing journey. So I'm curious about uh, a bit about the future. Like where do you, where do you feel like you're going uh, in your own spiritual slash healing journey, and or where do you want to step up more, like the version of yourself that you want to be in the world? How does that look like? Mm. Are you already there? Nah. <laughs> well, of course, I want to keep learning. Mm. There's a lot of instructor classes I need to take. <laughs> in, in Theta? ACC. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I would but, just go with the flow and Okay. But do you see your I mean you're still super young. It's incredible that you had so many, you know, experiences and uh, accumulated, cultivated so much wisdom and you're super young still. Um so yeah, going with the flow definitely seems like a viable approach as well. And as we just said, the universe will Make sure to provide you with all the lessons you need along the way. Um, but I guess I wanted to ask, like, are you, do you see yourself more into the, following the path of theta healing only or mostly, or are you opening up to other approaches? I mean, everything could happen for sure. But honestly, I think I came here to teach Theta, you know. Okay, you feel like that. For sure. I came here to teach Theta. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I love it. I love Vayana. Vayana Tarwal is the creator. Uh-huh. Um, she's my guide in this life, you know. Yeah. Like, she has helped me a lot. Um, and I love the theory of theta, you know, like it explains a lot of situations that other techniques or philosophies won't explain, you hmm. know. Can you give me an example? For example, theta is based on the seven points of existence. Mm-hmm. And th- so, theta mm, shows you how to heal with the seven planes of existence, for example, um, 
another technique, I don't know, how is it called? Reiki. Exactly, Reiki, or more like, um, ancestral healing, or mm -hmm. um, plant medicine healing, you know, like, uh-huh. These all kind of healings come from from a specific plane of existence, not the from, seven from one. plane of Let's existence, see. exactly. So what I love about Vera is, well, this is me, you know, but I love learning about everything, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So Theta shows me how to heal with the, with angels, with ancestors, with, um, minerals, with every single plane, you know? Let's see. Not Let's just see. one plane. So you love it because you can see the big picture, the exactly, whole picture. Exactly, exactly. And I see the picture through creator's perspective because in Theta, yeah. We connect with the seven plane of existence that, that the creator's plane and then the creator of everything that is. Yeah. And then through creator's perspective, we work with the fifth plane, you know, right. with the fourth plane, with the third plane. Uh -huh. And in this, in this uh, map of planes of existence, are we on the third plane? We are on the third plane. Okay. Does that kind of map with the idea of uh, dimensions? A plane is not a dimension. Plane is a state of being, you know. A state of being. In the third plane, we're humans. We're made of proteins, you know. And in the fourth plane, we're just spirit. There's no yeah. protein there. So... It's a change of being, you know, like, of, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's a change, you know, of, it just, it just, of the form from the physical. Yeah, it's almost like water okay. can exist in uh, as ice, exactly. as liquid, or as gas. Exactly. exactly. Like solid, liquid, and gas. Uh-huh, I see. So that's what these planes mean. Like states of being. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. States of being. Okay. Dimensions, it's more about vibration. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Dimensions divide the plane, the planes of existence, but it's different. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. It's like in the fifth there's a lot of dimension. There's a plane of the highest duality there. Really? Because mm -hmm. at the fifth plane, you can find demons, but also you can find the ascended masters like Buddha, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The um, spirits that once were humans and left uh, a great teaching here, you know. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, and they, they ascended. Okay, what's in the fourth level? Ancestors. Ancestors. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. And then what's at the second level? First. The second level, it's all about organic. Mm, like plants and plants. minerals? No, no, no. Minerals come from the first. Minerals is first. Wow. Oh. And seventh level is called? Mm -hmm. Creator. 
Very interesting. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I might take a data class now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, okay, Paula. Uh, I think we are close to wrapping this up. But I wanted to ask you one last question, um, you know, based on uh, your own experience and wisdom that you, as I just said, accumulated over over your life. What do you think is uh, one important piece of wisdom, of advice that you would like to share with people who listen? I think, okay, learn how to connect with your inner master, your inner wisdom, but never close yourself. Never close yourself. Uh Like, of course, you have to learn how to connect with your own wisdom, you know? Yeah. uh-huh. Your own truth. Your own, your truth, exactly. Yeah. But don't close yourself to the world, to, the to world. other perspectives. Because if you do that, you may be closing yourself to your own truth, you know? Wow, interesting. Exactly. Because sometimes we have to meet others' truth to meet our own truth. Because we are all mirrors. So yeah. don't close yourself. Keep, give open the world, you know? Like, Keep open both inside towards yourself and outside towards the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that that's not easy. <laughs> practice, <laughs> <laughs> right? Practice, right? I think it's the it, it resonates a lot with uh, the idea of um, opening the heart, right? Keep, Keep your heart open in any situation. Heart. Keep your heart open. Exactly. Wow. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Paula. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> um, so you are offering uh, data healing sessions still, right? Yeah, data sessions and data classes. And data classes. So where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram as on my way to heal. Um, I take Spanish, but <laughs> I can do. Right, yeah. Obviously, you're from Mexico. Sessions as well. I've done them okay. before. So Spanish-speaking people. And English as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, All that's right. it. Just Spanish and English. No Just more Spanish. than that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in in a few years, French. Thank you everyone for tuning in and being here with us on this episode of Life is Good podcast. I hope you got to learn some interesting things today. Maybe some resonated with you, maybe some didn't, or maybe some you've heard for the first time. In any case, if you have any questions or feedback for me, please don't hesitate to contact me at the link in the description of the podcast. I am so honored to be doing this and I'm looking forward to be with you in the next episodes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.